Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends. Guess who forgot the name of our spinoff podcast? I'm Paul Verhoeven and my dad, John Verhoeven, is sitting across from me. Dad, how are you doing? Paul, in a word, marvelous. Excellent. Excellent. You've had a lot of really uh, nice correspondence lately. Someone got in touch with you from somewhere very, very unique. Do you want to tell the listeners? Um, no. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so I've got a map in front of me. Mm-hmm. And there's a place in the Northern Territory near Darwin called Howard Springs. Yes. And this lovely, lovely lady that I can only describe <laughs> as a... Lovely lady. I'm going to say her. she's a diehard fan. Okay. And I hope I'm not sort of... And she said I can use her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, her first name is Lauren. Yep. I won't use her surname. Okay. But she yep. sent through today... So, she is a top chef. Now, I'm not going to talk about her clients, but needless to say, they're in the Super League. And she's actually heading off to work as a chef on a really big station, cattle station. Mm-hmm. And she went to get through the border from New South Wales to the Northern Territory to start work. She had to go into quarantine oh, 14 God. days. So she's in quarantine and she's being guarded by two police officers from the Northern Territory. Mm-hmm. And she listens to our podcast religiously. She sent me a video this morning of, and it was like in this compound. And she is sort of, I'm thinking, what on earth is this? And then she, she sort of, goes to her little speaker, yeah. which is outside on a table, mm-hmm. and there's something coming from the speaker. Can you guess what that was? If it is what I think it is, I'm I'm really happy. Go on. It was our podcast. Oh, shit. That's lovely. And she's playing it, and then a little while later, she then films her... Well, not herself. She's carrying the camera, and she walks over towards two... Northern Territory uniformed police officers, mm-hmm. and she says to them, oh, have you heard of Loose Units? And they both had. Now, it was oh, it was really lovely. That's so, I just, so... You know, and these police, they were terrific. They were, they were literally raving about Loose Units, the podcast. It's, it's, so, it's so nice. It really, you, our, our listeners are the best, aren't they? They, are, just, they are. So, just I just wanted to, um, to thank Lauren for all her... Uh, kindness and dedication and um lauren we uh i'm not going to say we're dedicating this episode to you but we're not not doing that but we're not 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 doing that (laughs) okay so lauren thanks very much now paul yeah the the great thing about fridays Mm. is that um it's the day before saturday (laughs) (laughs) 
that's not probably the best part of it. The best part is that um, we get questions. We get questions. So, you know, lots of questions. Yeah, because I mean, loose ends. The whole point of loose ends is to keep everyone company during during the Corona quarantine virus. Which, as you as you may have gathered in Victoria, which is where I'm based, Dad, things have gotten pretty squiffy today. Over seven hundred. So. Really, everyone's sending in their fantastic questions and messages and stories. It's just been, it's been so helpful. It's been so, so helpful. So I'm going to read you a message that I got about 17 hours ago, Dad, from a listener called Pamela. And here it is. A funny story about a funeral or scattering of ashes. A friend's husband died very suddenly and it was shocking for family and friends. He had spent a lot of his leisure time surfing all over the world and had a lot of surfing friends from all over Australia come down to commemorate a wonderful man in his life. The decision is made that they should have a paddle out to scatter the ashes in the water near his home. So the widow is in an awful state of grief and disbelief. She gave the ashes to the surfers, and there were lots of them, paddled out into a circle near the jetty where even more people were watching and grieving. The ashes were committed to the deep, and when the widow came home, she looked back in the cupboard and realized she hadn't actually handed out the... She, she looked in the cupboard and realized she had actually handed out the dog's ashes and all the mourners paid their highest respects oh, to the dog. Isn't that lovely? She kept that a secret. Isn't that? Isn't that beautiful? And it's, um, I've, it's, that is a unique story. Having said that, is it possible mm-hmm. that there are photographs of the dog mm-hmm. on the surfboard with the husband? Oh, so you think it was still thematically relevant? Correct. Because some yeah. dogs, as we all know, mm. do surf. Some dogs do surf, some people don't. What's interesting is... <laughs> That's an extraordinary story. And the, the the thing about that particular story is that it's not the first time that surfers have gone out into a circle and done the ceremonial surfing mm. sort of um, beautiful thing for the ashes. So I don't think... I mean, if it had have only happened once in the last 100 years in Australia... Um, then I'd think, okay, well, that would narrow it down and everyone would know. Oh, so you're saying that that because it's such a frequent occurrence, this um, woman isn't going to get in trouble. Correct, yep. But it's nice for the the dog. (coughs) Sorry, Paul. Fuck. Fucking nightmare. I I wonder whether I've got some of the dog's ashes in my esophagus. Jesus. Dogs love swimming as well, so I think there's a bit of a, you know, doggy paddle. I also just think... You know what? Sometimes that is a I beautiful, look... beautiful story. And, it's you know, so good. Script writers in Hollywood, mm. or if they're in India, Bollywood, they would be at great pains to come up with a story that good. Well, it's not that good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. If I what had if... to rate that story... Uh-huh. Two paws up. <laughs> um, if I had to rate that story out of ten, mm. I would give that, based on all my experience and the stories you've heard and are going to hear over the next years, Mm. I'm rating that story. In fact, we could start a theme where I rate all the stories. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, but because the first story you're rating is dog-related, now you have to give them two paws up or two paws down, or one paw up or one paw down. So using paws as a metric, all right? Okay, but is it out of ten paws? No, it's out of two or four. Four paws? I'm giving that a... A three plus a wag of a tail. Oh, that's pretty good. Yep. That cute little doggy. You know what I love is that dogs are just awesome and every dog deserves it like a full-on ocean burial. You know, mm. like, yeah. like a military funeral. Actually, Dad, I have a story here um, which I think might upset you a little bit, but it's kind of amazing. Okay? Yep. Here it is. Yep. 
Hi, John and Paul. Firstly, I wanted to send my thoughts and love to you and your family. John, you taking photos at your dad's funeral felt right for you at the time. I don't think there is anything wrong with doing that. There you go, Dad. Good. There you go. I've only just listened to the new season as I have not been able to listen previously due to the content. My son, he was 26 years old, passed away in January after a long battle with brain tumor. This was the first funeral I've had to arrange from start to finish. The funeral home and the funeral director were absolutely amazing. His funeral was beautiful, which I know Adam would have approved of. The family decided that we would like Adam's teddy that he has had since he was four days old and was holding when he passed away, be with him when he was cremated. Scruffy the teddy... Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Scruffy the teddy was sitting on top of the coffin during the service. My question is, would his teddy have been cremated with him or do they dispose of it? Loving your podcast and looking forward to my pre-order book of Electric Blue. Keep up the podcast, stay safe. That's a tough one. Um, Okay, so I guess what we're trying to figure out here, Dad, is would they have cremated scruffy with because i know a lot of people who have soft toys that are incredibly important to them okay and i think that is awesome and i think i'm pretty sure if you talk to most of these people they would want their prized you know soft toy or teddy bear or whatever you know cremated with them it provided they're getting cremated but this question is interesting it's a fascinating fascinating question will it happen will it be put in there with you well listeners Mm. um my father, as a lot of you know, was cremated and the funeral um, organisation that we used were faultless to a T. And because I'm uh, au fait with the, the mechanisms behind the scenes, my mum, your grandfather, said to me, she said, look, do you remember, John, you bought your dad a beautiful pair of flannelette pyjamas, which I remembered, and I'd seen him wearing them. Uh-huh. Mum said, I would like him dressed in those pyjamas. Now, this is not for a viewing. This is a very private thing. Yeah. Where yeah. my mum, your mm. grandmother, just felt that that was a really nice thing to do. Yeah. And my brother Mark had given my dad a set of rosary beads. My mum wanted my dad to be wearing the pyjamas and to be holding the rosary beads at the time of cremation. Wow, okay. So at the funeral home, he would be dressed in his pyjamas and then when they are about to close the box, uh, the casket, the coffin, mm-hmm. they would have rested the rosary beads um, on his chest and if they were, if they really took things to a really positive um, sort of sort of the next step, they may well have um, had it so that he was actually holding the rosary beads mm-hmm. um, and maybe tied them a little bit around his wrists that would have been together. Mm-hmm. They would have been they would have gone into the uh, the gas ovens where where you are cremated. So they would have burned. Correct. It- However, yeah. What I'd like to say to this lovely listener is that, well, in my dad's case, there was a book, there was a photograph, and there were the flowers Mm. on top. None of those items are cremated. Unless the lovely, lovely lady, the mum, had expressly said to the funeral home, I would like the teddy bear to be cremated with my son. In that case, what they would do is after the service or at a particular point in time out of the sight, more than likely, of the family, Hmm. they would have opened up 
the casket and placed the teddy bear with the lady's son. Now, if that didn't happen and the coffin went to the crematorium, Mm -hmm. there's still a possibility at that late stage, depending on the staff, that they could have possibly said, can the teddy bear at this late stage go inside or... And this is the sort of thing that whilst I don't work in a crematorium, I've been in plenty of crematoriums, I guess another nice thing to have done would have been to have perhaps placed the teddy bear on top of the coffin Mm -hmm. as it went into the oven. And I'm sorry to use the term oven, and I know it's a bit bit kind of mechanical, but it's factual. Yeah. And part of the the objective, Paul, uh, with these Q&As is to be honest. And I don't like to sort of sugarcoat things too much because it's, then it's not real. Of course. You're saying it's partly up to the discretion of the people doing the cremating. Look, we'll probably get some feedback on this. And remember that things are a lot more probably... Um, I, I'd say there's a fair bit more red tape these days. There was still a lot of red tape. But if you had sort of rushed around and said, look, oh, God, we've forgotten this this beautiful little teddy bear. Is it possible that we can do something... I'm sure that out of decency, but look, it's, you know, these are these are fairly unique situations, but it may well have happened that the mother had discussed that. If it was an afterthought, if it was a very, very late um, thing, hmm. um, let's just say that uh, I'm not quite sure I'd need all the facts to, uh, to sort of delve a little bit more deeply, but I hope I've sort of helped, um, helped in some way. I think you have, yeah. That is a really... That story basically reduced, that reduced taking out of tears. I have a story that is, I have a question that is kind of related to this that I think is very interesting, Dad. This is from Rachel. I have a question for John. Did you do any pet funerals? If so, what was the best and what was the strangest? I got both my dogs cremated when they died and still have their ashes in my room, but never a funeral. Rachel. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. No, I never did any pet funerals. We only did humans, but and I think that that would have been absolute ahead of its time and cutting edge back in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Um However, here's a fun fact for you, Paul, and the dear listeners, and that is that your mother, I don't know whether you know this, but she became a, um, or was studying to become a celebrant, a marriage celebrant. I seem to recall that, yes. And she had decided that one of the things she wanted to do was be the celebrant at pet funerals. What? Yep. That's very that? specific. That's very, very specific. Yeah. She was going to go down that path, but things didn't, didn't eventuate. But now you see animal um, vehicles traveling around um, that just do... I mean, there was that famous movie called... Was it Pet Cemetery? Hang on. Were you about to say that there's vehicles driving around ready to cremate animals? They'll pick them up and take them to a uh, crematorium where you can have your animal... um, The same process as a human. And then you'll get a a tiny little box of, um, of ashes. Paul, did we discuss that I went and picked up my dad's ashes? Has that been in a podcast? I don't know if, no. if you did. Did you? Well, I I had to do that last. No, I guess, you know, I went up to the uh, the funeral home and picked up my dad's ashes. And when I picked them up, when I was in the funeral business, they were um, in square boxes, like a cube. Mm-hmm. And I remember handling lots of them. But when, when I was given this rather large white cylinder... What they'd done, they'd taken off the name plaque that was on the top of the coffin that said Hank uh, Verhoeven. They'd attached that to the canister. And when it came time for me to actually pick up the ashes, I, and even even the lady that was working at the funeral home, even she said to me, she commented and said, these are very heavy. I reckon they weighed five kilos, which is a massive weight. Yeah, what? Why, how, much are they, how much are they meant to weigh? Well, she just commented, and I thought they were really heavy. And so what I did, uh, Mum, if you're listening, block your ears. I then shook the canister to just make sure, and I just wanted to, to see what it sounded like. And then I thought, you know what? I'm taking my dad for a spin in the ute. So now the journey leading up to this Um, occasion when I went to pick up the ashes last Friday I was so I was actually freaking out and I'd been freaking out for a few days Mm. more so about that than the funeral and some of the listeners might go well John can you talk us through that so the funeral you know that's one thing and I've I've done a lot of funerals but I haven't look to carry to drive with your dad's ashes next to you strapped in might I add because I didn't want an accident happening in the ute. Imagine if I went round a corner mm. and all the ashes came out. Um, it'd be a mini dust storm and then I'd have to pull over. I'd have to process what I could see and then I'd have to figure out how to get every single skerrick back into this. And I mean, honestly, that would be a complex job. Yes. You'd probably have to use a vacuum cleaner. Oh, my God. And then 
empty, you'd have to go and buy a brand new vacuum cleaner. You'd have to, because you want, you wouldn't want sort of dust and things to, to, to get in, to sort of mix, mix in with your father. Mm. So you'd have to get a brand new vacuum and then you'd have to sort of decant once you'd sucked up until it was full because there's no way of any vacuum, unless it was a commercial vacuum cleaner, would be able to take that, that type of load. And then you'd have of to course. probably do it maybe, golly, four or five times. Six and kilos, it, you know. Yeah, and it'd look really weird if you were on the side of the road doing that. And then imagine if the police rocked up yeah. and said, what are you doing? And you'd, go, you'd tell them the story and they'd go, you know what? I mean, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be hard to believe, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, um, look, I just think a bit of comic relief, Paul, is important. I think, you know, I... <laughs> Feel free to laugh. I mean, I'm thinking no, to myself, mean... <laughs> look, I, I, all these things went through and as, you, as I'm driving my dad, I took the scenic route. Um, I don't know why. Probably for my benefit. And then when I got to my mum's apartment, yeah. I was almost... I'll tell you something weird. Okay. When I picked up the ashes, they were in a beautiful white bag and they clearly, it had writing on the outside of the bag, clearly indicating that, that you know, this bag was from a funeral home. Yes. And it was, and it, by the way, I was sort of not struggling, but, you know, there was a bit of tension there, leaning over slightly to the left. Emotional or physical tension? No, physical in terms of, it, it was pretty obvious what I was carrying. Uh, and I remember yeah. as I'm walking over towards my 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 ute, I looked across the mm. road and there were three or four guys sitting on milk crates that were, it was a panel beating shop. And I actually consciously, I looked over at them and I and I could swear that they were all looking at me thinking, this guy's carrying a, a, some ashes. And I, that is a weird thing to think. And then what I did, I, I sort of consciously turned the bag away from their gaze so they couldn't read that it was from a funeral home. Isn't this is this bizarre? It is odd. Yes. And then I um I put the um the bag next to me and then I went round and tied it, you know, sort of got the seatbelt happening. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking I mean you start to think all sorts of weird thoughts. But then the same thing when I got to Mum's place I had to go through this um kind of a sort of a shopping sort of square you know, communal pathway. There were lots of people, and it's not, it's not that I was embarrassed carrying my father's ashes or any ashes for that. It's just that I kind of wanted it to be a little bit private, so I sort of held the bag, writing facing in, just for some anonymity. And then I had to go through the process of um, going onto the loud onto the intercom, getting my mum to call me up, and then I'm going up in the lift with my dad's ashes. And then I come out on the seventh floor and I walk down the, this corridor, quite a long walk, and then I come and then mum's sort of sweet, mum's standing there looking sort of, you know, happy to see me and I'm carrying carrying the ashes. Went inside the apartment and, you know, I just went through this process of, you know, where do we put them and is this the right spot? Um, and it, it was surreal. It was just, it was bizarre. Are you and still? Are you doing okay now? I'm fine. You, yeah, God, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm just telling the listeners that mm. you know it's not it's not an everyday occurrence, is it? No, God, no. Of course not. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to cope when you know if anything happens to you. My God. Mm. Yeah, it's surreal, isn't it? I fall apart. I'll have to you know put the microphone next to the 
I don't know, just sort of shake it rhythmically every time I want you to answer. I don't know. Well, that would probably be the first and last time I had rhythm. It's a solid joke. Thank you. Nicely done. Okay, I have another question here from another another listener. Here we go. This is from Amber. By the way, Dad, apologies for the atrocious noise. The driveway next to our building is being uh, renovated by a bunch of people who I don't think they've ever done that before. And then there's Turak Road. It's all good. It's It's all good. It's all good. Here we go. Amber. Off the death topic, but given what's currently happening, interested to know if John has had anyone say, I don't comply, or believe claiming ignorance of the law meant they wouldn't be arrested. Classic trick or new phenomenon thanks to dumb shits on the internet? Amber. Amber, wonderful question. The default position for everyone connected with the law, definitely in Australia, is a phrase that I'm going to use. And you've all heard it before, and it's this. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. So you can't say, oh, I didn't know it was an 80-kilometre zone. Oh, I didn't know it was a school there with a pedestrian crossing and Mm. the blinking light and it said 40. Oh, I didn't know I couldn't have alcohol at 2 in the morning in this particular park. I mean, that's the the standard. And it it could well be true. I I didn't know I I couldn't walk my dog off the leash on this beach a hundred kilometres south of Sydney where there's not a human being in sight, then all of a sudden a ranger rocks up and gives me a $200 ticket. You may well have assumed or not known, but the default position, in other words, it's not a defence. You can't go into court and say, I didn't know. They will actually laugh at you. Yeah, okay. Even though genuinely, from the bottom of your heart, you may not have known, but it's your, the onus is on you. It's an interesting thing in in terms of the law, Paul. If you are caught with stolen property, uh, the police would generally like to know where you got it from. And if they can find an owner, they can charge you with stealing. But the police also have in their back pocket another offence where you can say to the police, oh, I, I, I don't know where it came from. I, I was on the side of the road. or And that's a pretty piss poor excuse. What the police can then charge you with is not stealing. They can charge you because with stealing, the onus of proof is on the police to prove you stole it. However, they can also charge you with goods in custody. And with goods in custody, the onus is on you to prove that they're not stolen. Very difficult. Interesting. In in other words, you're fucked. Okay. So. But as far as these, you know, contrarian Facebook dickheads who are f- refusing to wear masks on the grounds that, you know, whatever, I mean, they should be read their rights, shouldn't they? Like, that's just insane, especially with the amount of people getting hurt because of this stuff. We live in a hotspot. Christine and I live in Potts Point. And for those of you in Australia that haven't heard of Potts Point, it's pretty well the lead story in Sydney Yep. on all the news. And um, I was tested for... Um, COVID-19 a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Christine and I, we stood in the rain for more than two hours under one umbrella Mm -hmm. and it was depressing. The queue went round the block. We stood there and we slowly made our way to the very front and I I had that thing shoved up up both nostrils and I'm not going to say I enjoyed it, but I thought to myself, you know what, really important. And I was, um, for the next two days, I waited and your mother received information very quickly 
that she was negative and then mine came through and I took a snapshot of it and it's like, you know, I might have to do it again, but it's it's a very, very good feeling having that, just knowing that um, you're clear, but the Department of New South Wales Health have set up a COVID-19 testing station mm-hmm. um, only a few hundred metres from our place down in Rushcutters Bay Park. So it's pretty intense and I have noticed over the last 48 hours the number of people wearing masks in our suburb it's really gone is, up, hasn't is dramatic. It? Mm. I have seen some young people on um, the 7.30 report a few nights ago. They had a husband and wife. They're both um, maternity nurses, mm. and they filmed each other with the virus, and the husband has recovered pretty well. The wife is still pretty ratchet, and, and I, I do not want to get that. I do not want to get it. And, yeah. and getting it, and then that's that's one thing. But then, if you get it, and what a lot of people aren't talking about, it can have health ramifications possibly for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, I do not want to get it. And don't be a dickhead. Just some general advice: don't be a dickhead. Wear a goddamn mask. It's been a very interesting episode of Loose Ends. Next week, we are going to throw ourselves into embalming. It's a huge part of the funeral industry and everyone's got lots and lots of questions but dad i want you to walk myself and the listeners through you know your experiences getting to grips with embalming because it's not something you do as a cop it's it's no you don't and to quote the words of a very very eminent and famous funeral guy in america and he he's really i really like this guy he said um something quite profound and this is the last thing i'm going to say as a as a sort of a a teaser, mm. he said, you only ever have to see one embalming. And I'll tell you what, an embalming is, it's different. I've seen a lot of post-mortems. Yeah. A lot. I've seen, I've seen lots of brains pulled out of the top of people. Ooh. I've seen a lot of, you know, in, insides, you know, taken out and put back in and I've seen some bad shit. But nothing could have prepared me for the embalming. And the embalmer... I'm not going to give us. I'm not going to say any more. Suffice to say that this particular guy that you're going to hear about next week, he embalmed some. Well, let me say, some very interesting people. Well, let's save that for Tuesday, and we will see you all bright and early next week for a brand new episode of Loose Units Dead Serious. See you then. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.